pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Welcome back to Pine a Pint Podcast. And tonight we are going to be joined by ex-Chesterfield legend Gareth Davis, our first ever guest on the Pine a Pint Podcast. But first, let's get into our score predictions before Gaz joins. So let's I said it was going to be back, and it is back. Team predictions, Derby versus Watford on Friday evening on Sky. Josh, what do you reckon that's going to be? Um, I've only watched one Watford game this season, and it, I think it was the first one. First one, yeah. Uh, and I weren't overly impressed. Derby had that very good win at, um, at Norwich last time they played. Um, I think they'll stick with it. I, I don't think they'll lose again. I'm going to go 1-1. Luke? Um, I reckon you had your turning point against Norwich, so I don't think much of Watford. They've got a great squad for that league, but I don't think much of manager, you know, the whole kind of environment, the atmosphere they've got going on at the minute. I'm not seeing it, really. So I'm going to say 1-2-0, Darby. I just don't see us scoring from outfield play. I mean, Rooney, I'll be honest, he was terrible <laughs> against Norwich. <laughs> and then he popped up with a free kick. You're just saying, yeah, it's a stroke of masterclass. But a big turning point. It's all it yeah, needs. Yeah, I'd, I'd love us to win, but I can just see a 1-0 Watford win. Um, I do think Watford are just better than us. I think they've got more creativity than us. I think we're just lacking players coming back in, so yeah. What's your prediction? Win on that. Um, What's your prediction. I said one 0 Watford. Oh, sorry, cut that bit out. <laughs> I'm not. That way. <laughs> <laughs> so Newcastle Man United on Saturday, Luke. I'll come to you first on that one. What's your prediction on that? Nil two to United after six one. They'll win. They won't be vintage, but they'll win. 2 0. Yeah. Josh? Uh, we've won one game this season, and it's when I predicted us to lose 11 0. So I'm going to say 2 0 Newcastle. Ooh. Elaborate. So, do I need to? We lost 6 1 to Tottenham last time we played. <laughs> yeah, that went great. Because <laughs> Martial got sent off. Oh, yeah, of course he will. Oh, he'll be suspended as well. Fantastic. And Igalo um, will have to play because Cavani's uh, self isolating. So. It'd be better playing Rashford up top and putting like matter into it. It'd be better playing me up top than Igalo, but Rashford can't play up top because he's a left winger and Oli doesn't uh, believe in changing anything. Hashtag Potch in. So I've I've gone for Man United to Newcastle one. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Newcastle are looking very good, but Man United I think will nick it, and I don't think it will be pretty at all. But uh, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle. I think they'll bounce back after, and I think they'll be very safe this year. Oh, we West Ham actually. If you want to get it on Sky Sports pay per view. <laughs> Please see our tweets about <laughs> West Brom versus Burnley on Monday, Luke. How do you have your boys doing? If Ben Mee's playing, nil one. 
if he's not playing nil nil. So do you name it as B specific? Yeah, absolutely. Specific, please. Um well, I've no idea if he's going to be fit. I'm going to go. I'm going to hope. You know, I keep trying to trying to be an optimist with predictions for Burnley. So I'll say nil one. Because in defence, West Brom are shit. <laughs> Hand in attack. You are. You said in defence, this shit. <laughs> Get it? Banter. Yeah. <laughs> Edit this. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> A raggy 1-0 that goes in off Ashley Barnes' arse, and that'll do me just fine. Josh? I'm going to say West Brom 1-0. Soz. Soz, not Soz. So, 1-0 West Brom, and I'm going to go bang in the middle. Both teams score, 1-1 draw. I think both teams very bad. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Very bad. I mean, West Brom leading three against Chelsea and then losing. Eh, then drawing 3-3. Three, three. I mean, as what Luke said, they're teams that are going to go straight back down, aren't they? You can't be throwing away a 3-0 lead. So. And Burnley just haven't got going. I think they're going to find form later on in the season. But I think right now, 1-1 one, one draw. I'll take that just to get us a point on the board at this point. Yeah. So it looks like Gaz is now ready for us, so let's welcome him in. So, Hi Gaz and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. And seeing as though you are on the podcast Pine of Pine, what is your Pine of Pine of choice? My pie, my pie tonight was steak and horseradish sauce. Very nice. And my pie is Moretti. Moretti. Solid. <laughs> That's best guest we've had so far. Beautiful. <laughs> I know, yeah. So just to start things off then, guys, if you could just run us through a bit of your career, sort of how you got into football, what, what was your earliest memory, and then how you sort of got scouted into Chesterfield? Um, well, I started off at uh, Manor Rangers. One of my dad's mates actually asked me to turn out for Manor Rangers and then uh, that's how it was actually Barnsley that scouted me first I scored loads of goals because I, I played up front and I was quite quick then I don't know where the pace went after I hit puberty like but <laughs> uh, yeah then signed for Chesterfield with Kevin Fogg and then Sheffield United come in for me uh, under I think 14s uh, then I left to Sheffield United and then Sheffield United released me for being too small and fat <laughs> or a late developer um, and then Chesterfield said if I leave then you'll never come back and then I got released from Sheffield United and then Scunthorpe offered me a contract in York but I didn't want to move away from home so I'm a bit of a mummy's boy like and then uh, went on a building site worked on that and then Played for Buxton, and then I got uh, Neil Cluxon actually, who's there now, asked me to say, "Well, would you be interested in coming to the Chesterfield College scheme?" And whilst I was working on the construction site, and then I did, and then uh, I think I played two games for Chesterfield College, and then Dave Bentley called me up. I played against uh, reserves against Wigan, against Gareth Roberts, 
uh, who was it? Jason Roberts, weren't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, McCormack, the Scottish geezer, the big, big oh, lad up front. McCormack. Yeah. McCormack, yeah. I filled up then, and I was playing for Hollywood on a Sunday whilst doing the construction, but I filled out, had a few pints, and I, I like, I weren't bothered, I just, I just went to enjoy it, and I'm, to be fair, I weren't scared and I just smashed them, the pair of them and gave them a right good old hide into them. And then Nicky Law uh, offered me, no, it was, yeah, Nicky Law offered me a two year deal uh, from that, like literally flew straight through. And then I made a stupid mistake because uh, I was still a bit of a lad on the Sundays. I played for a five side team called Tinat at uh, Dromfield Civic Centre. And I was supposed to make my debut on the Saturday. And I got sent off for the five side team. I pushed, I elbowed this kid through the fire exit and got a straight red. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't fucking realise it was straight through to FA. So imagine this big Nicky Law, absolute unit with Banksy. Come on, get Gaz Davis in here. So I come from the time, so, all right, Gaffy, all right. Am I fucking all right? Are you taking the piss, you can? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fucking other tinnet? And I'm like, it's my mate's team gaffer. And he's like, well, I hope you're fucking happy with yourself, you fucking mug. You're banned for 30 days. And he got my shirt out and said, look, you're going to you're gonna be involved on Saturday for your youngest ever player for Chesterfield or something. I was like, well, can't they just cancel it? We're five aside. <laughs> no, they fucking can't, you idiot. Fucking clear oh, off. No. And, then, uh, and then he got a move to Bradford not long after that. So I was shitting myself thinking, shit, like, I'm done. And then uh, Dave Rushbury got the job and honoured the contract. And uh, I can remember always walk, walking down to Linda's sandwich shop. As soon as they offered me, we were like, first contract. I, I think well, I was 17, 18. Offered me something like 275 quid a week plus 200 quid appearance. I made up. Uh, <laughs> ran down to Linda's sandwich shop ringing my mum and dad. You're not going to believe it. I've got a two-year deal. Comes around. Yeah, that was, uh, that was it, really. That's how that's 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 how I got pro. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of knockbacks, a lot of knockbacks. And the uh, first year, I got off to a flyer. Obviously, set Brando's overhead kick up for the first my first game, and then scored against Mansfield as my second game. Yeah, and then we played Port Vale. I think it were away, and then uh, I got a phone call off Dave Rushbury when I I was seeing this bird in town, and. Uh, well, Always starts off with a good story, that, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I, mean, okay. I never remember that. I was at, at JD Sports and I was like, I guess the phone call is Dave Rush. He says, look, Wales are on the phone to you. You're flying to Azerbaijan on Friday. You just need your, uh, need your family tree. So I was like, fuck off, Dave. <laughs> I didn't know it was... Do you know what I mean? So they um, said, no, dead straight with you, look, Neville Southall is going to give you a call. You're going to be meeting him at the airport and you're going to be flying to Azerbaijan on the Friday. We just need your, your family tree. Well, little do I know then. That's like, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll share the story. That's when I found out my old man was adopted and it, it couldn't go that far back. So it causes a bit. But yeah. we're open about it now and talking about it. Like, uh, So it was a bit of a shock it took, took, took it as up like so yeah but he had fantastic my grandparents that brought my my dad up were, were amazing and uh yeah so no regrets i could have just been sat in a bigger house 
<laughs> you so, don't have to try and wedge yourself next to Neville on a flight to Azerbaijan. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Nev. I was thinking, how the fuck? I think as he's still playing, he's about 15. Was, yeah. I think they could turn out for under 21s back then as well. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a mad one. And then yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I never knew that. That's how I, uh, yeah, and then unfortunately I, I had a bad hip injury, which uh, I got a lock sack that joint, so basically my left bum cheek bone idle and just locks up and then puts me completely out of line, so I had to do a lily show for like four months and that's why I had to retire when I was probably 25, 26, I think it was, uh, at full-time football because my body just couldn't handle it anymore. That's when I moved on to Halifax, where Chrissy Wilder was at Sheffield United now, cracking manager, and then uh, did the rounds like Boston, Matlock, Belper, back to Matlock, and uh, all that good stuff, whilst I was setting a business up like part-time. Decent. Would he, so you said Chris Wilder now, I didn't know that you played under him, is he standout manager that you've played under, did you, did you ever imagine? I think he's, he uh, I liked him and Roy McFarlane, to be fair. Mm. Roy, Roy, Roy were good very good people manager whereas Wilder he just, he, his levels were in, you always knew we were going to kick on he, he took mm. no shit like you didn't know how to get it you'd come in and be like right I don't even want to look at you get in the fucking shower now have a cold shower I'm not even going to speak to you because at the minute, I'd rather you miss his fucking play. That's what it'd be like with a lad. Really? And then you'd laugh and think he's, what, you think he's fucking funny? And we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can fucking see that. He's got I thought we were joking. I thought we were joking. Them little eyes that you can imagine piercing, yeah. Oh, mate, he'd be brutal. But he's just, he's, his expectancy levels are just yeah. right up there. And, and same as Alan Nil. Well, the best friends, so, uh, yeah, two... Two cracking managers then. Did he play a, a weird system then as well then? Was it like that? Because they play such an odd, expansive system to Sheffield United. Was he being... Yeah. No, he didn't, no. He, uh, to be fair though, I think a lot of managers have their own ethos and I think you just work with what you've got currently, if that, yeah. if that can mm. make sense. Yeah. Where at Halifax, we were a massive club. We shouldn't have been in... Uh, the National League then in which we were a conference paid big money as good as a, a football club do a full time mm-hmm. uh, so that was his advantage of that but then he went down to Oxford did a cracking job but Chef United local local man and he's I think with the one thing with him is he's comfortable having the best people around him yeah. and not yeah. being intimidated as a leader that someone's better than him on certain stuff he'll have specialists subject specialists around him and let him kick on doing their job, do you know what I mean? And he'll just do his, to his best ability. Almost like the, like Klopp as well, as he's doing so well mm. as well. He does, he, Wilder, he just, he doesn't strike you as sort of a prima donna or anyone who believes his own eye pro. It just seems like he'd be the same if he was still managing at Halifax or, yeah. or someone like that, it seems like he'd... Yeah, he'd still be in banners on a thing, having a few beers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> Like Paul Cook, he strikes me as that as well. Like kind of dying breed, isn't it? Like I know Wilder yeah. and Dye, Wilder and Dice are really good mates, and it's probably because they look around at what else there is in the prem, and they're like, 
we ain't got fucking nothing in common with these boys, you know. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think most most chairmen and, and things like that, when money, like, the first thing they do is look abroad. I don't know if it's the players that they can bring in because it's more cost effective, knowing any, if someone comes in through an English lad, you, you, you're putting double figures on it straight away because they, they could be an English pedigree. Whereas if you like, look at, what's his name at Wolves? He's got the Portuguese side. And, yeah. But the way yeah. the law were probably cheaper to get hold of and it's more cost effective for a, uh, a director of football, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So... So just going back a little bit then, you spoke about that goal away at Mansfield. What was that feeling like for you? So sort of leading up in the dressing room, you're playing away at Mansfield, obviously big derby. How, what were it? What were the feeling like when you when you scored that goal? It were... I don't think you can ever put words on it. I think I've heard footballers say like, it's better than sex, it's better than... <laughs> it's just you can never experience the feeling it's just you just wow I think it'd be better than any drink drugs whatever you put yeah. in you know, the, the, the euphoria of it is just insane I can remember I was over at the top of the world then on Clyde 9 and as footballers they train you to be selfish and pedigree and all that I was thinking fuck it I'm bombing on here <laughs> <laughs> and all I care is Martin Booty and his big Uddersfield accent, Yorkshire accent. Yes, fuck, I can't do that. No team screaming at me. Get fucking back here. <laughs> obviously, you're coming towards the end of his career and he's thinking, you're doing my running, you, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, nah, there's a goal in here for me. I'm bombing on. So I bombed on and I think it just fell perfect to me. I just smashed it with left foot into the top corner and I'm like, fuck do I do now? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran into the cop and I was like, wow. <laughs> That must be missing. I, missed I, it, I bet. I bet you didn't. I bet you can still live off that now. If uh, if we were like, yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. That's all I do live off. <laughs> you know, I bought a pie oh, no, for ten years. Amazing. <laughs> my dad was fuming because Mum dragged him to Tembe in a brand new trailer tent they bought in a caravan, <laughs> and he didn't want to go at all. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but uh, I bet that must be missing now, though. Like, we know fans. Someone who's coming in and making it. I know they're still scoring the first goal or, or whatever, but surely the best moment about that is that sort of roar from fans. And Yeah. I think when you, once you finish football, I think there's two things you miss. I think it's the atmosphere in the dressing room mm. with the lads, like your family and, and the fans. Yeah. I mean, football's always been a working-class sport. I mean, I come from a council estate and have much money. We'd have to scrape together for bread and things like that when I was younger and that. But uh, it, it, you only needed a ball. Mm. That was the things you, yeah. it, it were free. You could go and play till the street lights come off. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think it's just, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's so sad. And I'm just pray for basically the AFL and they come to some agreement and, the Premiership just doesn't bolster off on its own little thing with its own little rules. Yeah, there's all this talk on 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 the news and that at the minute. And the thing is, what they don't realise, like I think the government is like your your Chesterfields, your little Matlock towns, like for us boys around here. It's not just the football club; it's the little bars around there, the sandwich yeah. shops, yeah. the taxis, the the. Uh, 
cigarette shops, news agents, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. everything. It's that little micro economy, isn't it? That that keeps little towns going and, and gives you something to do as well. Like for me, it's like, I went Monday to Friday and thinking, I can't wait for Jeff and the boys and I want to put a coupon yeah. and have a few beers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if it's gone, I can't listen to that FIFA fucking chant anymore on that. <laughs> I'm bored of listening to the managers swear and listening to them all call each other shitheads and all that. The FIFA noises do my fucking head in now. Yeah. You see that? I have to go without. When when yeah. Dash said to Raheem Sterling, Raheem, get the fuck up. You're always on the fucking floor, you prick. <laughs> I, that's the force to it because yeah. just hearing that were brilliant. It is good, isn't it? So it's been better than I thought it would be. Because whenever before you've seen like, you know, fans haven't been allowed in because of racism or whatever, you've seen it like England played a few games, haven't they? And it, it never it never felt right. But when it come back, it were better than it's better than nothing. Yeah, at least we had something. To, yeah, I think everyone's everyone's just like we're so worried about work, money, uh, family, depression, getting ill, all this. Mixed rumours, I think he just mm. it just picked it up, didn't it? Like, just anything were better than nothing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because we're such a football-orientated country, aren't we? That's, it's just, it's so good for all mental health, really. Just takes yeah, of course. It things, gives you that escape, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does massively, yeah. Yeah. So, you've played... I'm going to say, you've played in a testimonial, testimonial, didn't you, against Man United as well. I think Chesterfield won 4-0. And you played against players like Roy Keane. Chesterfield didn't win 4-0. Chesterfield won 4-0. <laughs> I'm sure they won 4-0, didn't they, the testimonial? Man United did. We got oh, did battered. Man... <laughs> we got oh, you got battered 4-0. <laughs> I think we got battered 5-0. We're in 5. Yeah, we're we hit the Republic of Atlanta. Dodgy then. <laughs> I think it were. Who wrote that? Well, we found Who that it? McFarland wrote that. Big like Roy. Anyone would think we're a Chesterfield Athletics Club for that 90 minutes because we didn't <laughs> touch the fucking ball. <laughs> we were just running. What I'll tell you like? so, a funny story about that. If you can get Chrissy Brandon on here, ask him about his uh, coming together with Roy Keane. He oh, absolutely shit it. <laughs> So Brando, obviously, small man syndrome, thinking I'm fucking going to leave one on Keno, didn't he? So he does. And he just, he's just looked at him like that. <laughs> oh, you want to make a bit of a fucking name for yourself, do you? And he's like, you are a dickhead, fucking carry on. And he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? And after that, he just kept following Brando around the pitch. If you, everyone can get all the video, watch him. And, he, and Brando starts at the end, he starts going, Ruff! Ruff! <laughs> he's trying to punch him. <laughs> and he's just following So the, like, the ball's over there, and everyone's shouting, Gino! And he's just following Brando. <laughs> like, he's trying to punch him in the fucking head. <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> so after the game, he's hiding, and then uh, in the old Saltergate, into the first team dressing room, it was a sliding door like your grandma's doors. Right. <laughs> and, and we're all sat there like trying to get a breather and all that. The fucking door slams open and Roy Keane walks through with no top on. And everyone's just gone, here we go. <laughs> and he just walks straight over to Brando and Brando's like, literally, his arse has dropped out. <laughs> and he's gone, sorry, my bad, lad. Shook his hand and gave him his shirt. Oh, did it? And as soon as the door shut, we was all like, you shit! 
I didn't see any of you. I'm fucking standing up and helping me. <laughs> but you know, when you've got like, you he's my favourite player of all time. But you know, when you've got someone that he, he just walks into the room and you just feel you don't even have to. You can just feel him. You know, the aura of a leader, like yeah. So I, I met him down at Lula Show when I was in my rehab, and you could just feel him walk into the room, and he's fucking unbelievable player. Unbelievable. You were, yeah, we're unreal. Yeah. United are missing that now. No, he's not he's not been as good. <laughs> he watches this though, so be careful, he'll be storming into your room in a minute. <laughs> like Roy. after this and say, is the obvious next guest in now, really? He is. <laughs> he's gonna have to be, isn't he? <laughs> if he doesn't come on, he's missing out really, isn't he? I swear as well, when I was doing uh, my rehab down at, it was like the, the old St George's Park. Yeah. So I was down there for about four months building it up and uh, he was doing his UA for A down there and he sized some kid apparently just in the in, in do, doing the lessons for the UA for A what just like utterly annihilated apparently there an ambulance had to come down and pick this kid up and take him because he kept bothering him every day about will you sign me this Roy because Roy, that's when like the general public apparently could go and do the badges like they stopped it now and it'd be like footballers only and then the general public so they're mixing in this geezer to apparently just kept asking him to sign shit all the time and he just fucking went through him apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask him about that, whether it's true or not. Fucking <laughs> hell. It sounds amazing. What what, <laughs> did, what what United lads like in general then? Because obviously I guess they didn't understand. Because it was it John Duncan's testimony, was that right? Yeah, that were it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it were, yeah. What, it what was spot on, mate. Like, ever since, like, down to earth. Apart from you seeing old YTSs walking around with about 15 Rolexes on, on, the, on each arm. <laughs> they didn't dare leave them in the change room. <laughs> <laughs> and you seen uh, Bartes and uh, it was Fabian Blank, Blank. Yeah. Smoke, smoking outside. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's gone now. We, we saw a picture at squad before game and Blank looks so fucked off to be there. <laughs> all the rest of proper buzzing, like, you know, like, Van Nistelrooy's got. What's the fucking background like this? Well, then you got blunt like World Cup winner. Yeah. yeah. Eighty grand a week, thinking I'm coming towards end of my career. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, just looking around like, what the fuck's this? This is like my back garden. <laughs> I bet he's got a bigger back garden than Solomon. He <laughs> he's got way more acres than that. <laughs> Good partnership for Chesterfield, though, that. Wardy and Leicester. When I first yeah, went, well, yeah. when I went to Saltergate for the first few times with, with her, and um, decent team, really. You'd say underachieved. It should have, with them two strikers. Yeah. Yeah, they, them two were, yeah, were quality. Him and, him and Jack. Really good. But Wardy kicked straight on after that, didn't he? Yeah, he did really, yeah. really well, yeah. There's been Not a few like players that. at town who's kicked on, though, haven't they? But they've sort of got to... Even, let's say Caleb Folan, he's sort of got to a level and he seemed to sort of be forgotten about, didn't he? But... Monster of a man in, weren't he? Yeah, he's he's a, just a unit. He's, he's a, I think he's set up his own company now, didn't he? Massaging and that, now, isn't it? I don't know. I saw he popped. He goes to Thailand and all that, didn't he? Yeah. What's that app where you 
can get someone to send you a message for 39p. He's on that. <laughs> he pops up. Oh, check it. Oh, what she do Like 39p a minute. We could get like Caleb Folan on singing Pine a Pint for 39p. <laughs> Yeah, we've got Gaz on. He's always on beer and pie. We have to pay Caleb Folan to come. Fucking pay. We have to pay. We have to pay. Yeah, you are. Folan's taking three and a half a session. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Quality that. Of managers, there's a couple at town that. Well, there's one at town I want to ask, and I know there's one that Luke particularly wants to ask about. So. I mean, when I were at college, Dave Rushbury were, were one of my lecturers. Yeah. And he'd have you believe. He were not only best striker in world, because he'd, he'd just sit and tell you about his, his goal at Ivory. <laughs> but also, he were, he were best manager. So I just wanted to know, because he were a physio, weren't he? Like, yeah. What was he at time? Like, were, were it a bit like, what, what's he doing as manager? Or were, it, were he all right? Do you know what? Yeah. I can't really slate Rush because he, he backed his words with Nicky Lomi, so like, yeah, I've got to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, uh, he had a lot of respect at Chesterfield, he didn't take any shit, mm. and uh, I think he just applied for the job, they had no money, and he offered, I think he took it on. But yeah. as you can remember, we went, we went unbeaten from, like, in the top four, six, top six for ages, didn't we, when he were in charge? Yeah. I think he just, I think, I think Rushy is just, um, I, I think he's, I don't think he's as confident as he makes out. Right, okay. But he, was, he uh, I think, I felt a bit sorry for him because he went, we went on that cracking run, we were bang, we were right up there, I mean, we were out every week, every every month celebrating, doing like well, and we got bonuses for being in the top six, so I was like, fucking brilliant there. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, we we lost a few games, and I think the fans turned on him. And, but not just him; they were bringing it to his missus and kids right. in Morrison's and things like that. You so no, no. It, I mean, he's the local bloke and lovely man, lovely family, absolutely lovely family. And yeah, he, he can be overconfident at times, but he's are seriously in the right place. And he went with a bit of a wilder technique. We we were. We're wing backs at the time mm. with Glynhurst and all that. Uh, it, 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 did, it did a job with, yeah. with paints, basically. So just, just strange to go from sort of physio to manager. There's only really yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah. Like, I think when you Chesterfield, you, you've the budget's so low. I mean, yeah. I, I really look back now and thinking like, what rush. Nicky Law, Rico, what they had to do with the, the fees they had. Mm. I mean, you had non-league clubs paying more money. Really? That thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was more man management and just basically, you, you, what's your task for this year to survive? And Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas like Paul Cook had a bag of money and, and other people had, have got the opportunity to come in with signing players on, what, four or five grand a week plus. Yeah. It's... It's a bit different then, isn't it? Yeah. So, so when Rushbury went, they sort of went for a name, didn't they? And uh, Roy McFarland. What were yeah. what were Roy like? Were he? 
Roy was funny. Service, longest serving manager that you played under, McFarlane. Yeah, he always said whilst I was whilst he was there, I'd be there. I got yeah. on really well with Roy. Like uh, I can always remember going in for. We used to fight like over my contract, and he'd be like, he'd offer me like twenty five quid a week more. And I'd be like, Roy, I'm trying to buy an house, I'm trying to settle down, <laughs> give him all the fucking spiel and all that. He's like, I'll just rent you one of mine. That's not the point, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think it was one of his brothers well, a, a bit of a crush on me, and I was like, oh, take care of mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but, he's, but he used to play, the, so we used to have uh, shit Friday, so basically we'd have five a side on a Friday, shit play about, and then they'd have to bring cakes anyway, you know, have a shit player, and he'd always play, and he'd be chucking the elbows in it, yeah, and he'd be like, this is when I scored at Newcamp, this is... <laughs> Rolling that, do you know what I mean? It was a, it was a, it was a, cra- it was a cracking blow to be fair. I think he still does a bit around Derby and that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. always around Derby at games. I think he's sort of goes up and sort of talks to commentators like. But uh, yeah, Derby hero, Derby yeah, legend, yeah, massive. Him and old Colin Todd, weren't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Rico come in, but we're. So how how long was there between him being a player and the man? Was it just straight in? Roy went and <laughs> that's it. We'll get we'll get one that plays in. Yeah, so, yeah well, I think weren't Rico his assistant coming through? And then he got the job, didn't he? I think he were. I'm sure he were like player assistant manager though. Yeah, yeah, like or, or he, he maybe finished his career playing from what we looked into. He was, he was playing at United testimonial because he stood looking at Van Nistelrooy like. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give yeah. a shit about Rico. Like, he was uh, big into his psychology. He loved his coming in to training with a guitar, fucking hippie air and all that stuff. <laughs> like proper musical laid back type of thing. And uh, then we was like, who the fuck's this blow when he first come? <laughs> didn't tie his boots and that. And then next minute he just got on the ball and he was like, Ping, ping, fucking bang, bang, like, wow, this geezer's something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. What a player, like, yeah, he were, he were brilliant. He was massively into his psychology. It was so, yeah, so, like, you can imagine all those lot, Chesterfield lads and that, and then bringing psychologists in, and we'd all be <laughs> sat in a room together, and he's like, right, I want to think of your happy plays, when, when you play best, and all this, and you've got Kev Dawson, and easy all pissing themselves and all that and this poor bloke stood there it took us months to get into it and get used to it you know what I mean he's like, like yeah. it's just tapped hear what you're doing and it's like what the fuck you had an old school fucking mentality of footballers getting into this new era do you know what I mean yeah I don't I think he's worked at Liverpool now doesn't he does he yeah, I think he's psychologist. Is he, at is he the brain? <laughs> he's the brains behind he's the operation. The brains, mate, behind it all. He's got Marne going like that. <laughs> exact opposite, you know. Just looking at him, he has that. You know, no offense to blood. He just has a look of a bit of a psycho. I thought he was a fucking nutter or something. I, yeah, he has that like proper intent. I can imagine him bollocking people. I never thought he'd yeah. like to say, right, sit on the stretch and. We'll listen to the <laughs> Yeah, he's got a bollocking in him. Yes, that look. <laughs> he's got a fucking right bollocking in him. 
He, he used to always roll in late when he were a player, so he never led by example. Him and Ad Smith just fucking... <laughs> they, they paid for the Christmas due every year. <laughs> oh, Smith just used to roll in like, it's, Smith, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Bags of quality. So one thing that we've we wanted to know was what's the best sort of pranks, jokes that sort of you've played on someone or that's actually been played on you as well? I can't say somewhere I'm fucking out. <laughs> uh, at all. I'll tell you a funny story about one of the players like uh, Do you remember Glenn Hurst? Yeah. Yeah. Good born again Christian and all that, weren't it? Oh, I didn't know that. I just knew it was that. Born <laughs> <laughs> again, Christian. A, a, cra- a t- cracking blow, but Smithy used to always end up sleeping with him, like sharing a room with him. <laughs> Fucking hell, maybe we the right revelation then. <laughs> speaking to, to Roy McFarlane, and he was like, I don't want to, Gaffer, I can't stop in there anymore. <laughs> like, why? He wakes me up at two in the morning to do press ups and sit ups, and we have to count each other. <laughs> Fuck you know. But it was like, if you had something in his head, that was it, do you know what I mean? Who with that, Glyn? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, can't be sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got Tranny in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's insane. Oh, so much goes on. Oh, that must thing. have led to that looting goal in last minute, Ebert flick on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then sit-ups on. I can't remember if it were Reeves here. They hit someone's car once. I think it were. Can I ringle down? Yeah. I think they, it were his. I think they hit his car and just did not give it him back. <laughs> <laughs> and the police were looking for it and everything, and it were like on fucking Margaret Street, like the next street along. What did he think it had been nicked then? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there are, yeah, there are a few naughty ones. Was there any player then when you, like when you broke through all the first few years as a young lad and you just made it as a pro, was there anyone who was just a dick to the younger players who didn't give you any help or was just generally, I just always wonder about that as a pro, what it's like, you always hear, oh, he took me under his wing. I always wonder if there's ever the opposite. There's just like this guy who's like, fucking, who's this kid taking my place? Yeah, yeah. A few of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> a few of them, mate. End of the day, you, you're coming to take their shirt, aren't you? That's, yeah. that's what it's about. I mean, Reeves, he took me straight under his his wing, like, let me drive his car, show me the ropes and all, and all that good stuff. I had, uh, I think the biggest, biggest arsehole to me were uh, Keith Rowland. Can you remember him? From West Ham. Come on, though. Name rings a bell, but... Yeah, yeah he, only, he only come for a bit, but he was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could name a few others, but you might be something you guess. <laughs> <laughs> so when we ask them, they'll say fucking yeah. Davis. <laughs> there are a few, there are a few bullies, mate. A few bullies, but you, that's what that's what made you. Uh, I mean, if you couldn't handle them, you're not going to be strong enough to walk out in front of thousands, you know what I mean? So no. you just had to take it as a compliment, if anything. Yeah. yeah. 
Sort of flipping that question then, was there any sort of young players coming through that sort of looked to you for the advice and to sort of, that you sort of took under your wing or? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I had a few really, like, I mean, Ad Smith was a, a wild card, but all of gold once you get to know him, do you know what I mean? But, um, and my boot boy, Eugene, unfortunately didn't go any further after that. Um, to be fair, like any new guys that come in, like Mark Hudson, uh, Jamie O'Hara, uh, Itzelberg, if any of them come up, then it'd be like us local lads that I'd have to look after them, do you know what I mean? And show them around the town, show them where the shops are, clothes shops are, like yeah. amenities and all that, and all, all that good stuff. So I just try to be, I'm pretty much everyone's friend try to be so you know what I mean I don't yeah. like all that shit so no. at the end of the day but what we've got a cracking old town and what was all right? he had a, obviously a really good career probably ended a bit too soon you'd have to say it's a bit weird how it ended after Spurs but did you you know I spoke on my missus and uh, my father-in-law they thought he was absolutely shit off for town and they could see where he were going and what, what, yeah. did he have like a a look the, to you in training where you look at him thinking this this kid's this kid's gonna make it in prem was it obvious looking at him yeah it was always it was always good when the manager brought that in because it 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 helped us like mm. and that was part of them bringing in one they could get a premiership player in pretty much on the cheap who's trying to learn experience but also for our us to basically shadow them and see the good habits from their top pedigree from what they're being coached at by I mean coaches five times better and the facilities five times better than we ever had you know what I mean so but yeah you could see uh, just the confidence on the ball he'd, he'd want to he'd want the ball anywhere he'd just want it all the time type of thing mm. he was a a cracking player I think he just on too much money I think got an injury after yeah. his walls and it. Yeah. The divorce with Daniel Lloyd didn't help either, did it? No, I don't think so. He's got no. a tasty little gig now, though, hasn't he? Is he Billericay manager? And on Talk Sport? Yeah. Well, he's doing all right, isn't he? He's doing well on Talk Sport, yeah. He's a, yeah. I don't mind listening to him, yeah. Him and, no, uh, I don't. Well, they call him Chunky now, don't they? He's on with McCoy's in Brazil, isn't he? I love listening to Ali McCoy's. He's class, isn't he? It's, it's, it just it feels like he's always got a story in it. Yeah. Yeah. Good lad. Um, <laughs> so that were a couple of serious questions. I want to know, because I've never played in front of a crowd, and I never will. I don't think so now. I think mate. Probably gone. Um, what's the most abusive thing a opposition supporters ever said to you? I'd, I'd, I'd like to... Honestly, I'm allowed to swear on you. Yeah, fucking course. Fuck Steve on Come fuck shit, piss. Go for it. Fucking hell, like. You're going to have to blag cunt out. You can't say that. Gaz dropped it earlier. Oh, no, I've said it. You've got to think like our era was almost like the last of the football hooligans type. Yeah. I think the worst was something like Davis, I'm going to fuck your mum and then I hope she dies of fucking the big C. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Or I'm gonna bum your mum, I think it was. 
you're the main pal. Fucking hell. <laughs> the buzz, or partly the their adrenaline yeah. is going. They've yeah. probably been on ten since fucking nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I think the worst were at uh, Cardiff when they were throwing darts on fucking pitch. Oh God! Fucking darts hell. across to fans, but they're all like young hooligan lads. You know what I mean? Fucking hell! Times oh. have changed. Haven't all they? think the next yeah. Phil Taylor throwing darts <laughs> over. <it. laughs> I'll picking them all up and sucking them on. <laughs> <laughs> Make a few quid. <laughs> Got a good flight on that. <laughs> yeah. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we'll move on. So we've put something together. We call, we're calling it the we're calling it the Pro Five. So we're going to ask you sort of five career questions. That's okay. Um And then we're going to do a bit of a leaderboard. So you're setting the bar here, guys. Yeah. Oh. A bit like starring a reasonable, reasonably priced car on Top Gear. They'll be like, yeah. Gaz Davis here. Yeah. You might be one above Messi when we get him on in six. <laughs> 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 yeah. Roberto Carlos yeah. sort of below. Maybe Ward <laughs> at Vegas, somewhere around here. <laughs> so we'll go for the first question. So if you remember, who did you score your last Chesterfield goal against? What, is this a quiz? Yeah. Big time, mate. Big time quiz. But it's on your career. What, as in the league? Is in a league game? Yeah. Yeah. Rick Tramier? No. Peter Rutt. Oh. Oh, we'll get him. His first first guest, it were Peter I scored that many. (laughs) Fucking hell, lads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, at home against Peterborough, uh, 26th of February in 2005. Left foot tapping, remember it now. <laughs> tapping. <laughs> Question two. So we've got how many league appearances did you make in your debut season? It's an option. So we've got 24, 27 or 34? 34. 34. Oh, easy. Nice. Go on, Gadalad. <laughs> so, so what was that like being your debut season then? So making 34 appearances, did you ever think you were going to make that or did you think... Oh, it would be nice to get 15, 20. I think it just it just all happened so fast. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think what helped me was doing two years away from a scholarship, getting trained up, like becoming a man quicker than the scholars. So when I come back after two years, like playing non-league, like Buxton and, mm. and Hollywood, I had an advantage of them, do you know what I mean? Because I played Hollywood with semi-pro footballers and, and uh, Buxton were high quality footballers as well. So I was almost like two years in front on my third year scholar when I came back, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wasn't phased, which were which were nice, whereas I'm quite quite nervous and insecure if I'm not in my comfort zone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, right, question three. So you received one red card in your career. In an FA Cup match, who was that against? Fuck me. <laughs> That's an offer. <laughs> it was a late lunging tackle, I'm informed. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Wrote Saltergate, weren't it? Yeah. You didn't tell me you were going to ask me these questions. I don't prepare. <laughs> 
<laughs> this shit quiz. I know I got Quinn sent off at Wednesday. I didn't get sent off at Wednesday. We get Jamie Uh, Walker, I'll be asking him who he got sent off in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, I don't know, uh, Gillingham. Morecambe. Morecambe? I'd never guess that. They were lower league, apparently. Bit of a. Dirty shot. bastards, mate. They're just trying to kick <laughs> best player on that bastards. <laughs> Got him wound up. Get up for that Davis. I've heard he's an offside. Just get him out of the game. We've won it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure this is going to be a very easy one, but can you remember who your first debut game was against for Chesterfield? Yeah, Port Vale. Can you remember the date and year? Oh, yeah. Hey, not, hey! Extra points, you know what I mean? Extra points to get me more come on back. Your you points back secure. Year right, two thousand and two. Yeah. The year. Yeah. He's writing what's it o- down. What's opening game of the season for League Two? <laughs> League, no, it was League One, wasn't it? It's about seventeenth of August, I reckon. Yeah, about seventeenth of August. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll give it you. We'll give it you. Spot on. Those <laughs> Man United man stick together, mate. <laughs> oh, brilliant! And then the last question we've got for you. So there's only five. And which shirt number did you wear throughout your Chesterfield career? Nineteen. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I knew this before I checked. Is it twelve? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you said my first year pro at 19, but yeah, 12. Uh, was the a reason behind 12? She did, or was it? Did you just get given a number and my lucky number? Is it? Yeah, after eight. Why well, What's, well, then? what's the luckiness? I don't know. To be honest, I just like it. What <laughs> 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 a reason! It like could be any any more unlucky. Just having a number is <laughs> yeah, just like the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> close to thirteen. A bit of a risk taker. Eight. <laughs> I think Mark. I think Mark Hudson had eight or Alec. I won't get him that. Yeah, I think it were Alec. Uh, so yeah. Bad, where's Alec? No one wants number twelve. <laughs> it's um, it's a bit of a sub keeper number, isn't it? Twelve. It's not one. It's right, fucking out. It's, it's not a dig. It's, <laughs> it's a fucking dig, mate. That it's not really an outfield player number. Twelve and thirteen. You don't see a load of outfield players. Yeah, but no one's going to want that number. That's why. Well, there you go, it. trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah, if his whole career, he could take twelve at wherever he went. Yeah. I'm what you call a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that, Dan. War twelve costs of shepherd. That's that's five. That five out of five. Try and get Messi to beat that fucker. Yeah, he can't even speak English. That's first how, question. How much tax did you pay in two thousand eight? all Messi. He'll fuck. He'll be fucked then. <laughs> Zero. That's it. You're gonna have to cut that again. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Lawyers are here. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, quality. Nice. So we also put it out on social media that you're coming on to the podcast. So we've had a couple of people sort of jump in with some questions. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go for the first one and then I'll let Josh sort of go through the next few. But So from Danny Holland, we've got, I know we've touched on it about scoring at Mansfield, but he's sort of asking what was the feeling like of actually scoring that goal? What was going through your mind? I bet you thought it can't get, it can't get better. Like where... Where do you go from there? 
It, yeah, just it was the best feeling I've ever ever had in my life, to be honest. I mean, I've had an eight-year-old. I've got an eight-year-old daughter, but uh, yeah, yeah, better than all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you're not. You're not, Gaz. You're well, not. seriously. I've got... No, no. It's, uh, it's the best... It's Yeah. It's... I think being a local lad from Newbold, Dunstan, like, area, growing up, yeah. uh, listening to... All you could hear is Bruno from the park and then wishing just to... just to step foot on Saltergate and then, obviously, yeah, we're, we're absolutely incredible in front of our fans as well. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it was just out, out of this world. It's like you can't describe the feeling. It were it, it were amazing. So it was great for me and my family. We yeah. Is that your, your top memory then? If you had to pick one from football, would it would it be that? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Yeah. By 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 far, yeah. It's not a bad one, is it? Yeah. About <laughs> your first time playing there as well. To finish him off, yeah, yeah, field mill, yeah. Quality. Um, next one was from an ex Chesterfield player, Ollie Banks, and I feel like there's a story behind this question. Oh we've got, God! We've got Ollie coming on in a few weeks, so you can get oh, yeah. get your own back then. Um, he wants you to explain the reason behind your initials GTD. GTD. That's what he said. He said, "Can you explain the initials?" Oh. GTD? I this it just grew legs. This. So I had a Golf like Turbo <laughs> Diesel. And like, why have you got your initials on your car? And I'm like, I fucking am. It's like, what you, well, you are. You're obviously being big time. You got GT. I said, no, it's a fucking Golf Turbo Diesel. So it, <laughs> <laughs> so it like stuck that uh, Gaz Turbo Davis in there. <laughs> oh, class. If you want to play, when he gets on, ask him who the longest in the shower is. <laughs> Get that we'll down, Nick. We'll save that one. <laughs> you know. um, so we've got uh, Jason Foster, and I know this is touching on your your Sunday league career now. He wants you to explain your role at the heart of FC Britannia's defence and the success they've had for the past decade. I know we. We briefly touched on it. You, you're doing all right, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing all right. I think, uh, well, there's no cup games this year, unfortunately. So we done tr we won the treble treble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just just the rock at the back, mate. <laughs> Carrying <laughs> Fozzy. My back's, I don't know how my back's holding up, to be fair. <laughs> Carrying Fozzy in the ECAB. And caught on that. But, uh, yeah. So it's all down to you, is it? Is that what we're saying, the success? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, when they're rolling in at fucking four o'clock in the morning and trying to play football at ten, and and they just look like a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> They've just not got that pro mentality, have they? That's what they're missing. This, this is it, mate. They're not living right. <laughs> just not living right. <laughs> um, We've had one on Twitter. I think you might have seen it because he, uh, he copied you in, but from Adam Barnes. And um, he said, what were it like playing against proper players like Paolo Di Canio, Joe Cole, Michael Carrick, Trevor Sinclair? So obviously had that, that big game we've touched on on playing United anyway, but were they, were they just a, a class above when you, when you come up again? I think when you've got a bunch of players, all that ability all together, it's just... Yeah, and they all just in sync, 
it's all singing from the same hymn sheet. I was it was weird that because I bumped into him for work and I met him and he and he actually gave me the ticket and he was went to Saltergate and I'd never met him before and it was like, look, I actually come to watch you. I'm really? a West Ham fan and uh, I've got a, a bit of a memorabilia theory giving me the ticket, yeah. Oh, which geez. which were nice. And um I was just buzzing that day because I hated marking people with pace. And they put t- Trevor Sinclair on right hand side, yeah. So we were obviously for the against the left full back and did Canio come onto my side and I thought, you know what? I'm fucking happy with that. Yeah. The last thing I want to be doing is chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking to myself, hang on a minute. Guys, you're speaking about the canio here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just that grateful that I did swap sides, and obviously they thought about it, thinking, "Trev, you ain't going to get round him, mate." Yeah, yeah, that's it. We'll have to, we'll have to do game plan based on. And then that. you just know, you know, you remember you used to do his chop, so you yeah. do a parallel chop, and you, you just knew it were coming. But you yeah. think all I can hear is gaffer in my head. You, you fucking stop that cross. I'm gonna have you bring your fucking neck. You know what I mean? So I think I'm gonna stick my leg out. <laughs> so I've gone to stick my leg out and obviously he's chopped me. Yeah. And then uh, I'm thinking, I fucking knew that would come in, but all I'm gaffering my head was, do not let him cross it. Do not let him cross it. They're too good. And then, uh, so I thought, right, he's not going to fucking chop me again. I've struck back like that. I'm thinking, oh, Kinnear and the gaffer winging in my head. And he's done it to me again. And then it, all you could hear was the poor young inexperienced guy, Davis, there getting shown by a masterclass. I'm thinking, no, you'd be throwing it in my head. I wouldn't have fucking done it. <laughs> I'd have got him first time. Yeah, yeah but it, you just knew it was coming, but it doesn't matter, you still fell for it. Yeah. Just, I think, yeah, it's, I think people are just like that. They've just got that something else, like that bit of magic that you can train with him, thinking, but they've just got that magical touch, you know what I mean? That magic. Yeah. Was he so, best yeah. in the games? Would you say? I think he's up there, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be sort of directly up against him, it must have been. Yeah. Must have been so a few good players that we had, like, I mean, Jamal Campbell Rice were an horrible person mm-hmm. to Horrible place to burn, didn't he? Yeah. And a guy, can you remember a guy who came to Chesterfield for a bit of them when Sheffield United did round Chris Bettany? Yeah, yeah. What a player. Just psychologically, just didn't have what it were to hit that level. I think, I think that's the biggest thing you need. It's almost mm. like sixty percent psychological, forty physical. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some some class players, but yeah, I think I think the Canio's up there. One of the yeah hardest I played against. Yeah, to mark. Yeah. So you touched on it there, like players who, who you thought might go to next level and. And haven't quite. Who, who's one that you thought he, he's nailed on to to be sort of top, top, top player, but but never quite made it. I, I could list no end. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the best skillful wings I've seen up there. Chris Bentley, mm. uh, Steve Johnson, who was a Sunday League player. I mean, there's plays for us like. Tux, Nico, yeah, uh, Fozzie, like, I'm not being funny, all could, with a pedigree and the, the right training, could easily, easily do a job, but... Have they just been unlucky then, Gaz, do you think, in not getting... I, 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 I not think so, yeah. Like, like, yeah. 
whether scouts are in this area not looking at that. I mean, mm. for me, I'd, I mean, look at Vardy, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. At Stocksbridge, going yeah. out on a Saturday night and somebody's like playing for Stocksbridge and they're there. I think Bill Mackin Skittles now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's the pressure of these clubs dare take a risk on it because the margins are that fine and the figures are that fine. It's whereas if they could, I mean, yeah. there's some good local players there that could easily kick on. You think Tan in the predicament now where yeah. obviously Trust took over and that they're, they're not going to be splashing big money. I think they're just that scared, obviously. The problem is now, they're probably lucky if they've got three or four games. Yeah. And they're out. I mean, if you're not winning three or four games, now you're out. They can't Mm. afford to risk it any further because the the financial forecast and things are just at risk. So they're so tight, aren't they? The margins are running on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, really. It is. You've got a lot more local talent coming through. Because the fans love that anyway, don't they? If you can get a local lad playing for you, they'll they'll give them more time, don't you? Because it means more to a fan, you know, if you've got someone coming through and they break through. It means more because you know it matters to them as well. Oh, massive. Like, look at Luke now, Rawson, like. Yeah. It's great. Scored a fucking cracking goal. Yeah. Great to see. Like, that's all. It should be happening more and more, like. Mm. I know his dad, and he's, he's, he's. I love seeing it, man. I think he's. I think yeah. it's great. It should be happening more. Yeah, it definitely should. Um, I think the last question we got were um, from a guy called Lee. I don't know. I've not got his Twitter. Lee Bradbury. Too. Lee Bradbury. But I think I think it were a bit tongue in cheek. He was saying he still wants to to make it pro. But I think there were a good a good question behind it behind his tweet, sort of saying, what advice would you give someone who who wants to make it, bro? Like, I think uh, just never give up. If you believe in yourself, uh, I think you just got to take a massive risk. Mm. I mean, there's only you who knows your own dream, I think. Go for it. Yeah. Never give up. Football's about opinions. You could have five people that think you're shit think you're not good enough or you're maybe or you ain't got better but then all it takes is someone to like you do you know what I mean I got more no's than anything until Nicky Law see me and then gave me the chance you know what I mean yeah. it's just all about opinions really where I mean for me I got obviously released at Sheffield Chesterfield won't have me back uh, then I did well Sundays come from a council estate thinking it's never even in a picture in my head and then obviously just doing well on a, on a Sundays and then the college and bang your opportunities there you just got to grab it with both hands when it's available yeah but yeah if you believe in it go for it because you just got to work harder now you've got to be more of a fitness person than, than probably much of a good footballer nowadays I think I think uh it's more about physique, fit, pace. You've got to be more of a an athlete than I think a player nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Um and I just chucking another one in. That that's it for Facebook, but you've touched on on United. What are your what are your thoughts? I think Potch is just round the corner. Yeah. I yeah. get I 
I'd get rid of Pogba. I yeah. don't think he's a, a good ethos in the dressing room. I just get the feeling ever since he's been back. Um, I just think he's not a United player. There's not enough leaders. And like I think Everett did touch on a good point, like giving Maguire the captaincy because he would know leaders in the club. Mm. But I think he's done right giving him, but it also stands out that there's no leaders in the club. Yeah. I think Fernandez is a cracking sign. I don't think we should get Sancho. No. I don't know why we didn't smash the bank for Ireland. Like, wow, no. what a player. I think getting another centre-half in and another winger, get Ireland in, and probably Poch. Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? I don't think it's far off it. I think he's getting to some dead wood. He just needs a clear-out, like your Lingards, your Jones. Like, what's Phil Jones still doing there? Picking <laughs> small and fair play to him gone to Rome yeah like, you know what I mean Rome just move on like go and, yeah. if you want to play go and play somewhere else you know what I mean he's becoming David Maymark too at this point isn't he? yeah <laughs> well he comes back for two games and he's out for six yeah he does he, he, it's weird I don't know why he got a five year contract last year what, what's going on I, no, I, I, I don't get it I think no. it's just. I think the problem is there's a security now. Like, I mean, what, I can't remember what goalkeeper it was. Was he there for like twelve years and didn't make one appearance? Like, <laughs> goal, some of these sub goalkeepers have got the best job in the world. Yeah, yeah. they're not even fucking playing. They're on like 50, 60 <laughs> grand a year, a yeah. week. Yeah, and then yeah. what? Who is it? Oh, it's a competition for so and so. It's not a bad gig, is it? No, sign me up for Lee Grant's job any day. It was Taylor's old career, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> like 18. I went to watch, uh, was it? I think United played, no, Leeds played Derby and fucking, he had a torrid game. Did uh, it? <laughs> next minute, he's going to move to Man United, I'm thinking. The best thing that happened to third choice keepers, this um, English quota thing, that the homegrown thing that they brought in, isn't it? Because everyone started getting third choice yeah. Old English keepers in like Rob Green went to Chelsea, Scott Carson went to City. I know. Great time to be a third choice keeper. Get your gloves He'd be on. First choice keeper at Derby now, though, <laughs> Scott Carson, which is baffling. It would be, yeah. He still I would think... be last year, this year. I don't, I don't get it. You can't blame Rob Green, though. Do you remember when they won? Was it Champions League at Europa? Europa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> front and centre, <laughs> weren't it? Fair play. Not long ago. How old are you? Fucking travel to Baku, I'm holding trophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably doing what John Terry did, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> true. Sleeping with it and that. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. On Friday, Derby are playing Watford. What would your score prediction be for that game? One all. One all. Saturday, Newcastle versus Man United. Oh, horrible. It's going to be Andy tough. I tell you what, he's done a great job, Bruce. Yeah, he has. Most underestimated manager, I think. I think he's done a cracking job. But where's it? Is it at Newcastle? Yeah. At Newcastle, yeah. At the tune. <laughs> at the tune. I think uh, two-one Man U. Oof, back in Ollie. <laughs> he wants then, Poch one minute, he wants Ollie in next. <laughs> <laughs> then 
Then Monday at five, West Brom against Burnley. In six pointer and a half this. Tis for you, innit? Massive. Oof. Oof. I'm gonna go one all again. I'll take it. He's gone safe. Proper fence guy, aren't you guys? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny, aren't I? <laughs> no, but thank you very much, mate, for coming on. We massively yeah. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, hey lads, I wish you all the best for it. It's been uh, it's been a right laugh and uh, it's been good, thank you. I loved it. Cheers, I'll have to get you on for a Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll dress it. up, fancy dress. Fancy oh, yeah. dress, Christmas <laughs> outfits, full lot for Christmas. Can we try and get it in a pub? I've got mince pies already. Yeah. <laughs> there we October go. October 12th, everyone. Oh, I <laughs> Pie and an elf. Pie Make any Pie and an elf. <laughs> we'll go and get it local. A Christmas I'm special. I'm rhymed. We'll have a way with Johnny Ray and Brett Hill sort of that. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that would be go. decent. Son. Guys, thank no. you very much, mate. Thanks, hey, it's been a pleasure, lad. You stay safe and take care. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you it. You too, mate. Thank you, mate. Oh, Bye, yeah, man.